Hello, my dear, dear friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Retroshade Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Heather. Guys, I know I say this every single time, but I am so freaking excited for this episode. You guys, this is an absolute dream. I am bringing to you my very first guest interview. That's right. I am honored. I am humbled. I am blessed. And I am incredibly grateful that my dear, dear friend, Shannon Stewart, agreed to grace us with an appearance on the Retroshade podcast. Shannon is a lunar mentor. She is a dear friend of mine. And I was really excited to have her come on and talk talk about what working with the moon is like, what her experience has been learning how to work with the moon, some tips and tricks about how to ease into it. If you guys have never tracked the energies of the moon, it plays a huge part in our lives. I say this all the time with people when I'm talking about why we study astrology, why we do transit studies, why it's just good to know what's going on in the cosmos is because we are fooling ourselves if we think that we are not impacted by what is going on around us in the skies. And that is a lot of what Shannon does. Shannon and I met in 2020. We were taking a course together and we met online. We became Instagram friends. And even recently, we got to meet in real life and it was absolutely thrilling. She has gone from being a peer to a dear friend. And I am so excited to be able to introduce anyone who doesn't know her This is like, I'm so excited for you. You get to meet Shannon. She's an absolute angel. She's a gorgeous light in this world. I am incredibly honored to be able to call her my friend. Um, You guys might know her as The Modern Hustle. If you do not, go follow her on Instagram at The Modern Hustle. Go look up her Lunar Magic um, program that she's launched. It is amazing. And of course, listen to her podcast, The Modern Hustle. And you guys, we are just going to jump into it. So without further ado, please open up your ears and your hearts to Shannon Stewart. All right. Okay, everyone. I would like to introduce you to my good friend and lunar mentor, Shannon Stewart. Yay! Hi. <laughs> I need to get like an applause button or something. Totally. To, like, welcome people to the stage. <laughs> I keep making jokes that I need to get a soundboard, and this is just proving it even further because I have to be my own soundboard. <laughs> I think hasn't like uh, Caitlin Bristow done that before? Oh, I don't know. Has she? It, that sounds like something that she would have done. Yeah. I definitely, I'm inspired and it's going on my Amazon list to remind me. <laughs> All right. Um, Shannon is, is my first guest. So I'm going to say this as if I've had a million guests before, but we always begin with our guests asking these questions. What is your big three in astrology and human design? So in astrology, I am in Aquarius sun, a cancer moon and a Virgo rising Mm -hmm. and human design. I am a generator sacral. Yeah. I'm still remembering all these things. And then a five one. (laughs) 
So for those of you who don't know, which obviously I don't know how any of you would, I did do a reading for Shannon. So I know that her type authority and profile are generator sacral and five one. <laughs> So that you can uh, you can know a little bit more about Shannon as we move into this episode. And I'm so excited. Shannon is a lunar mentor and she works, she helps with people to learn to work with the moon and how to channel its powers. I am a cancer sun. My Mercury is also in cancer. So the moon is my ruler. And so this is something that I personally, um, I know about, I do not practice it consistently, but it is something that I have noticed starting to work more and more with the new moon and full moon in those rituals that that has greatly helped. Um, so that is what I want to dive in today because it is so powerful. The moon, like if anyone thinks that the moon and it's different phases doesn't affect us, like you are joking yourself, honey. So that is what Shannon is here to guide us through today is, you know, opening our minds, our hearts and our souls to working with the power of the moon. Mm -hmm. So Shannon, how did you get started working with the moon? Well, I've always been interested in the moon. It's like always there. It's always glowing. You're just like, what is that thing? You know, like, what is the purpose? What does it do? And I guess me being a five one, I love to understand every single detail of every single thing out there. And that's also where my Virgo comes in being a perfectionist. Yeah. I want to learn it all and I need to know it and I need to know it perfectly. Um, so yeah, I got really into working with the moon when I was just like, okay, let, let's explore, let's explore this a little bit more. And then I have a podcast as well. And I actually had somebody come on my podcast when I first started my podcast who does palm readings. And she did my palm readings and did a little bit um, of it on the, on my podcast episode as well, like explaining it. And one of the lines on my hands, my career line went directly up to the moon. And I was, wow. she was like, I know she was like, this makes so much sense why you work with the moon because your career line is going towards the moon. And I was just like, oh my God, this is wild. And so that just really affirmed or confirmed for me, like, you got to be, you got to be working with the moon more. You got to be telling people about the power of the moon. And again, the Virgo in me was all about like, but it's so easy. It's so simple. People can research it everywhere. And, you know, like all of those mindset spirals mm -hmm. that you get into. And I just really had to take it back down to the basics of being like, okay, well, the moon is there. It does X, Y, Z, and this is what it's done for me. So let's just talk about that and move forward. Oh my God. I mean, there are lots of resources about the moon and stuff, but I don't like, I really haven't come across anything that's really like, these are the phases. These are what they mean. And this is how it impacts your life and how to work with it. Mm. Right. Like yeah. that there is such, like, there is a gap there in connecting the two. Mm. Yeah, it's true. And I try to fill that gap for people. <laughs> And you're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's so cool. So what are some of the like big impacts and stuff that you've noticed in your life since you've been implementing this process? Mm. I say the biggest thing would be really connecting to my intuition and my spiritual gifts. I'd say that's 
one of the biggest things, couple of the biggest things. Um, it's, I always say to people, the moon is there. It's mm-hmm. always transmitting energy and you literally cannot get rid of it. It's always there. You can have cards, you can have pendulums, you can have your meditations, you can have all the tools in your toolbox. But if you tuck those away, it's out of sight, out of mind. It doesn't affect you. Yeah. But the energy that the moon is transmitting, like you can't avoid it. So you're either working with it or you're working against it. So when I really started to make those connections, I was like, well, it just makes so much fucking sense to just continue to work with it because otherwise my life is going to be a living hell if I'm working against the energy, right? (laughs) So let's work with it and see what can happen. (laughs) And I just, uh, yeah, like I really pulled out my gift of um, intuitive card reading, which was one of them and really stepping into my confidence levels, I would say as well of teaching people and helping people connect back to their hearts. Cause it's not, I can like give all the tools and all the things, but when I am leading people by connecting with the energetics of the moon, as well as what's going on within them, they're able to make those connections themselves. And so me working with the moon has allowed me to be confident in my teaching and all of that. So Oh my God. I love that so much. And it's, that's something that resonates so closely to me and why I started to make astrology and human design such a big part of what I do because it's tools that it like empower us to disassociate the meaning of like placing the meaning of why things don't work out for us on ourselves. Like I'm bad. I'm a failure. Things don't work out for me. And it like helps us to disassociate it and see the reality of what it is so that we can kind of get that realistic perspective and be like, okay, this is what exists this is what reality is. It's neither good nor bad. It's just not what I want anymore. And these are the steps that I can take to move it forward. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And it's with the whole astrology thing as well. It's, I always tell people that the moon is like the beginner's guide to Mm -hmm. the whole picture. You know, there's like astrology, as you know, it's so deep and it's so, there's so much to it with the planets and where they are. And like, like there's so much to it, but I always take, tell people to take it a step back and let's just start working with the phases of the moon. And then from there we can, we can graduate. I say in air quotes into working (laughs) with the zodiacs because the moon moves through all the zodiacs within an entire lunar cycle within the 29 day period. So start at the basics and then you can develop. And then once you understand how to, what the energetics of the moon are, then if you want, you can continue further and go deeper into the astrology world. So. Oh, it's, it's true. Like from an astrology, I love the way that you like phrase that. Like it's, it is the beginner because one, it is the closest thing, um, cosmically that is close to the planet. So that's why we feel it so heavily. And the moon also in astrology represents like your like inner self. It's your inner world. It's your shadow self. It is the bits and pieces that lay underneath it all. Um, and a lot of us either are not that in touch with it because we're overwhelmed with our emotions. It's, you know, the parts that we're in today's society, we kind of are like, emotions well we're getting better with that but up till recently it's been like your emotions your vulnerabilities you know Mm -hmm. keep those down and suppressed you want to show up very logical and analytical and kind of like put your brave face on so you can you know conquer the world 
Um, so that's really like what the moon is in astrology. And that's a part of what we do need to be looking at as we're navigating the world and trying to make those shifts and changes. And I mean, especially for women, you know, there's a lot of conversations now linking up to um, like our cycles, our period cycles, mm-hmm. lining up with the lunar cycles and, you know, matching those and working with those in your energies and your mood, because like, man, our hormones are fluctuating constantly. So especially for those of us who are ruled by the moon, like we're going to be feeling it so much more. I know my experience growing up was really like, I'm somebody who really likes structure and being productive. And I really love routine. I have a Capricorn stellium. And so like, it made so much sense to me, though I am a Cancer sun, I still have a lot of energy going on in Capricorn, which is Cancer's polarity. (laughs) So I've always had this like back and forth in the struggle because I do wake up feeling different every single day. It's not a status quo for me. And so that's been my biggest struggle to overcome is like trying to find that balance. Also, my moon is in Libra. So my like need to seek balance and harmony in my life has just been a real like energetic drain. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, it makes so much sense to me, the work that you're doing and the power behind the work that you're doing. And it's just like, if you haven't been following Shannon or been following the moon, like go do it now because it's so powerful. It is. And it's interesting because I'm running one of my Uh, programs right now, the lunar magic. And some of the girls in there are just, they're just like, why am I feeling this way? I'm having like arguments by this is during Scorpio moon. I'm having like arguments (laughs) with my boyfriend and I'm like, all of these like things are just coming up and I'm just like, well, my love, Scorpio loves to (laughs) dig up and loves to like have everything come to the surface so that you can then essentially be free. Um, and it's, and heal and all of that. And so it's really cool that like these women that are in this program right now are starting to recognize their emotions that are actually happening, but then they're also navigating through it because they understand what is happening energetically with the moon. So they aren't so hard on themselves as well, Mm -hmm. which I think is a fantastic way to work with the moon is like, you know, what is happening, what's being transmitted and, you're able to then, yeah, work, work alongside it and have a little bit more grace with yourself and a little bit more mm-hmm. self-compassion for mm-hmm. yourself and not beat yourself up because at the end of the day, we're human with human emotions, right? So yes, oh, preach that. Uh, the other day you made, uh, you were posted on your stories about um, like laying off of shitting on certain zodiac signs which I think was was related to what was going on in Scorpio um and again like this is such a Libra side of me coming up Libra is my rising and my moon um and in uh I for one of Shannon's groups I was doing um astrology workshops. And I had a segment in each one of them that was called justice for, which I mean, had screams Libra, my Libra was showing. Um, And so you made this post that was like, can we just stop shitting on certain Zodiac signs? And uh, like, I seriously was like, give me my cape. We are going on a crusade right now. We are social justice warriors for the Zodiacs. Can you go off on that for a moment? Cause I would like to go off on that. (laughs) 
Yeah, I was just talking about like, you know, when people ask you your big three, what are your big three? And if anybody, I'm just going to use Scorpio as the example, you're, and people say that they have uh, Scorpio in their big three, people are like, oh, and they're like, whoa, like what a shitty sign, basically. <laughs> That's how I perceive it when people say that. And it's just like, there's so much good and there's so, not bad, there's just like, I'm going like this with my hands, but like there's... <laughs> Not the good and the bad, but there's like the there's gifts and challenges. Gifts and challenges. That's the word mm-hmm. I'm looking for. So there's gifts and challenges with every single sign. And like I'm an Aquarius, so you may look at me like, whoa, she has zero emotions. Well, oh, fuck you. Like I have <laughs> I have a lot of emotions. Thank you very much. <laughs> and then I'm also like super social and I love getting together with everybody. So like there's there's so many benefits to both or to every single mm-hmm. sign. And so I just feel like people tend to look at signs as maybe their challenges versus looking at the positives of a sign. And mm-hmm. people just need to, yeah, just stop shitting on, on signs because there's like, there's so much good to every single sign. And at the end of the day, we have all the signs within our charts. So Preach it, girl. If you're shitting I, on one sign, you're shitting on yourself. <laughs> I think I said that to you when I slid into your DMs about it. And I was like, go off, queen. <laughs> I should do a reel about this. I, I have it in the queue. <laughs> I was literally so fired up that day about it. I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I was like, yes, that was the big one for me. Like we, like, we have a bad experience with someone, first of all, like, the majority of people, we know our sun signs and we don't know every where all the other planets are, which we are robust human beings, which means that every single planet and placement is important to making up who you are. And they all represent different pieces of who you are and different areas of your life. So when we're judging somebody just based on their sun sign, you may think that it's your sun, their sun sign that you're judging, but it might be a different planetary placement that you are seeing and resonating with. And again, it also has to do with you. What is it that you are feeling conflicted with? And it's like, I feel like Gemini and Scorpio get shit on the most. We need to stop with astrological bullying. Yes, that's <laughs> just, what it is. It's like, it comes from a place of like, you had like, not ideal experience with somebody like a lot of times it'll be like don't date a Scorpio personally I love dating a Scorpio (laughs) I want to get deep and dark and scary with you (laughs) let's dive in um and I also like uh, my uh, mom was a Gemini I had a very complicated relationship with my mom so like but I also have friends who are Gemini's and I absolutely love and adore them. We get along extraordinarily well. So there's other things to be taking in con- into consideration. But big time, I said to you, like, jokes on you if you're shitting on like Scorpio or Gemini or whatever, because you've got it in your chart one way or another. It exists in you. So that is really just like holding up a mirror to a part of yourself that you need to heal, honey. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's actually, as you're talking, I remember shitting on Taurus sign because mm. I dated a Taurus at one point and it was the worst relationship of my entire existence. And it was so bad, so toxic. And I always shit on Tauruses from that day. Yeah. I, mar- I married a fucking Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly, <laughs> I, I, 
love that. I believe that um, Beyonce also once dated a Taurus, not a bad experience. Um, I've been listening to Beyonce like nonstop lately since Renaissance came out and I've just been listening to her whole collection. And it's dawned on me recently that she has like a number of songs that are astrology based. Oh, yes. And there was one song where she, yeah, she, there's one song where she shouts out like a Taurus that she dated that like hurt her. (laughs) I was like, there's people like the beehive are going to go off on Taurus now. (laughs) Here we go. Put your capes on girl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm just here. I'm just here to fight for all the Zodiacs. There are gifts and challenges in each one. If you are being negative towards one of the signs, it's time for you to take a look at where that sign exists in your chart, girl. Book a reading with me. I'll help you figure that out. Mm -hmm. Let's heal. Let's heal. (laughs) Seriously, though. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm glad that we got to touch on that because it's, I am still so fired up about it. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, it's, it's bullying. Let's just stop it. Yeah, let's, there's no space for that here. That's one of the things that is so beautiful. And like, one of the reasons why I love like astrology and human design so much is because it's both of these tools, um, like you have everything that exists in these tools within you and it shows us that. So I think it really highlights that we are all made up of the same stuff. We all have everything within us already. We're complete human beings, but also that the way that we're made up is so unique and that everybody brings something special to the table. So instead of thinking that like one is better than the other, instead of like qualifying everything, we just accept that we need each other to balance each other out and to make each other whole and to elevate the whole world. We're all necessary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And like, by working with the different, because the moon is in a different zodiac sign every one to three days. And so every new moon, you'll be in a different zodiac and different full moon. Mm-hmm. And those are the biggest moons I'd say that people work with. Yeah. And you're going to start when you start like actually diving into that, you're going to really start to uncover the shadowy sides of those signs for you. And that's the beautiful part because now you're going to deal with those shadowy sides and then you're going to grow from that. And then the next time it comes around again, you're most likely not going to experience the same experience that you had with that Zodiac. It'll be something totally different. Mm. And that's the beautiful thing about understanding every Zodiac sign that the moon goes into because you're able to grow from it. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, so let's, let's maybe unpack that a little bit, like the, like number of phases that the moon goes through and then maybe digging in a little bit more to like that new moon and full moon. So, you know, digging into all of them is a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a whole nother episode. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of detail. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. So we have, uh, of course the new moon is the beginning of your cycle. Um, and so I'm just talking about like the phases, not like the menstrual cycles here. Um, so yeah, we have the new moon. So all about new beginnings, starting fresh, which is a great time, as we know, to really set out our goals and our plans. And you can do this for the month. You can do this for the next six months. Um, and then you go into the first quarter moon from there, which is classified as like the waxing phase. And that is really like 
it's go time. Let's like make shit happen. Let's start taking action on those plans that we want to do. So if you're in business, maybe you're wanting to launch something, maybe you're wanting to create something. Um, or if it's just in your personal life, like maybe you're wanting to become better with your money, or maybe you're wanting to start moving your body more. These are things we don't need to overcomplicate. I tend to overcomplicate things because <laughs> I am who I am. <laughs> As you do with somebody always seeking more information and needing to find all the little details out. <laughs> 100%. Um, but the beauty of the working with the moon, the new moon, do not overcomplicate things. You can make it as simple or as complex as you want. Um, yeah. And then we will go into the, I mean, there's the waning waxing gibbous. There's a waning gibbous. We're not going to like touch on that. Cause that's a lot today. Yeah. Um, but then after the first quarter moon, we'll go into our full moon and the full moon. I personally love a good full moon. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a time where I get to just like cleanse out all the stuff that's just like sticking on to me that I haven't been able to fully let go of. And I, I'm just able to just release everything that literally does not serve me in my life in this moment. And it's also a great time to remember the things that you're grateful for. So gratitude practice is like mm -hmm. so, so essential during a full moon. And then you're going to just feel so much lighter and more fresh to continue on with what it is at the new moon you set out. And then from there, we go into our waning phase. And this is generally a time where your energy, your physical energy is going to start to decrease and you're going to um, go a little bit more inward. So the beginning mm -hmm. of the phase, uh, sorry, beginning of the cycle is more of the masculine energy. And right. then the last part of the phase is more of that feminine energy. So the going within, the chilling out, the resting, getting into mother nature, really connecting with, um, yourself again and not that you're not connected with yourself the whole time it's just more that feminine energy versus yeah masculine um saying that you have to have a balance as best as possible at all times but um yeah so if there's things that you little last things that you want to finish off that you set out at the new moon this is a great time to do that and then there's one phase that nobody i ever i don't ever see anybody really talk about this phase and it's something i want to do more because I do talk about it in lunar magic but it's the dark moon phase and this happens a couple days before you start a whole new cycle again mm -hmm. so before that new moon starts. And this is literally the time where you just need to like, it's your permission slip to just turn off. It's your permission slip to not do the tasks, not do the things and just really be, do what feels good to you. And don't put so much expectations on yourself. It's time to rejuvenate your energy for that new moon, fresh new lunar cycles to start. So yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you're right. Like, I don't see any discussion about that. Or even like, when I've done research about moon cycles, like it's, it's kept fairly basic, unless you're looking at like, like when you look on, but it's more like moon cycles in like a very like scientific astronomy style, not astrology, which are slightly different from each other. 
Um, and so it's like, it's very dry content and it doesn't explain like the power behind it. It just kind of like says like where the moon is at. So that's, that's really cool. Like that's again, just like so much power and reason that we need you (laughs) and your gifts and your genius and what you're bringing to the table and lunar magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fun. And I, that's honestly how I even decided to even do lunar magic. So I was like, there's all these basic information out there, but nobody really knows how to implement it. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing understanding and there's one thing implementing. And oh, so, preach it. right. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, duh, no kidding. Like, of course, but like, no, really like people can understand like the, what the new moon is, what the full moon is, but if you're not doing anything about it, mm-hmm. then you're truly not using the energetics and you're not going to see any sort of effects. So forget all this manifesting that you're wanting to do. It's not going to happen if you're not going to implement the energetics into your life. So that's truly how I decided to come up and create lunar magic was because I was like, people need to understand how, what it means, but then how to use it in their every single day life. And again, I, it, it, it doesn't need to be complicated and doesn't because everybody is like, oh, I'm already in like five different programs and I'm already like, I have so much on the go and I'm just like, yeah, I totally get it. But the moon doesn't get, this moon doesn't care. Like the moon is there. It's already doing its thing. So it's ruling your life, whether you want it to or not, like it is impacting the energy, whether you want to embrace it or work against it. Yeah. So that's why I've also made it as an audio format. So it's like podcast tidbit. So I love that. Yeah. So it's like five minutes to 20 minute clips, depending on what it is that I'm talking about. But then you literally can like listen to in your car when you're driving to the grocery store or go to work or getting ready for the day or you're in the shower. Like it's, it's not create. I did not create it for the person that has all the time in the world to sit at their computer and watch a zoom, a zoom video. It's literally created for the busy human that need something that they can digest, but they can also implement. Yeah. I love that so much. So the reason why I called this podcast retroshade is because it is the period before and after a retrograde period, which is a pattern that every single planet goes through. It's kind of like that backtracking, but it is about preparing and integrating. Mm. And that is why like, those are the biggest, biggest parts that people so often miss or don't do. Like we are so comfortable in doing the work and learning. And we got, we get stuck so often in this learning cycle. We keep going and we take, and we absorb all this information because we are in the age of information. It's at our fingertips at all times. And so we have all these things that we want to learn and we want to grow and we want to fix in our lives. We're constantly consuming, but we're not taking the time before to figure out why it is that we are called to do the thing and what impact we want it to have. What is the intention we're placing on this information that we're taking in? And then the even more crucial part of putting it into our lives, putting it into action. 
And that's why we like get stuck in these like patterns and cycles that just repeat themselves. And we write certain things off and we're like, coaching doesn't work for me, or these courses don't work for me. I've tried them all, but it doesn't work. And it's like, okay, well, did you try implementing it? Mm -hmm. Did you just take the information? Did it go one in here and out the other? Or like, I love what you said. It's different to know versus to understand something. Like we can know so many things, but understanding it really is about taking that information and embodying it and putting it into practice. Mm. Amen. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> again, it's so simple, but it's so true. Like, it's, and when yeah. you, get, you get overwhelmed with the information that you're getting thrown at you or you're like, you're reading or like, there's just so much information coming at you. I can't remember the stat, but it's like, millions or thousands or whatever. Oh, like 2.5 billion bits of information are coming at us every single second. And you can absorb like 126 of it at most. And that is why like your subconscious and conscious mind, like your your subconscious mind is creating an algorithm to filter through all that to take what's pertinent to you and yeah. it disregards the rest because otherwise it's way too overwhelming. Like we would be paralyzed in overload. Yeah. If that, if we did not have that system. Yeah. It's yeah. It's crazy. So moral yeah. story implement. <laughs> if you take nothing else from this conversation, implement. <laughs> um, okay. So I want to ask you what is like a common misconception that people have about the moon or working with the moon that you want to like myth bust. I feel like I touched on it a little bit, but I feel like a biggest misconception is that it's too much. It's mm -hmm. too much to do. Um, I, one thing that I teach is working with the energetics of each day of the week. And oh, I actually yes. did a poll on my stories over the weekend of like, basically, do you work with the energetics of the week? And one of the things was like, no, it's too much, all the things. And I was, and somebody clicked on it. It was my brother-in-law, but <laughs> I, mean, I laughed, but, um, but, but that was just like, that's just like a prime example of people being like, too much. I already have so much going on in my life. So much in my day-to-day, -day. like I have work, I have kids, I have a wife, I have a, like, whatever but it doesn't need to be that way. You're actually complicating it way more mm -hmm. by thinking that way than by just simply wake up in the morning and just before you look at your phone, especially just like tune into yourself and be like, how am I feeling today? What is my body telling me? And then your body will always tell you something. It'll always send you some sort of message. And from there, then you can continue on with, okay, what's going on with the moon today? And then you can go from there. So it's just like step-by-step step versus like a yeah. big um, whoosh of information being thrown mm -hmm. at you. It's number one, always connecting with yourself and what your body is telling you. And then from there, number two, you can then go and tap into what is actually already happening with the energetics of the moon. And then from there you can go on, but yeah. So I say that's the biggest misconception that it's just too much where it's actually quite simple. It's coming oh. back into yourself. 
I love that so much. Like the moon is like, there's a reason why when we talk about the moon and astrology, it's about your inner world. And that is it. Like it's about connecting to your inner self, your inner cycle, your psychic, your intuition, whatever it is that you want to call it. And I love that, you know, like, sure, as you like peel back the layers of the moon and get more and more invested on it, but just like anything else that you're learning or trying something new, just chip away at it one bit at a time. Mm -hmm. Like I famously tell a story about when I was like six years old and I was trying to go to sleep. I was in my bed and I completely overwhelmed myself by having a worry spiral about my entire life. I went step-by-step step through it. It started with like starting a new school year and it progressed all the way to like saving up for retirement. <laughs> At six? At six, yeah. No, I had a complete panic spiral about my entire life. And everything is really overwhelming when we like pile it all on at once. But there is nothing that we do in this world where we jump into it and we have to take on the whole thing. Life is all about a progression. Mm-hmm. And when we just take one step at a time and just focus on like, what's the first thing we peel it back, everything is doable. We make it through everything, but we do have a tendency to like project so much more meaning and worry. And a lot of that has to do with our subconscious mind and these limiting beliefs that we have, because when we're trying to learn new things, when we're trying to implement these things and heal and grow and all that, it's pushing us out of our comfort zone, which keeping us in our comfort zone is how our subconscious mind and our nervous system keeps us safe and moving through the world. So they want to always pump the brakes. And so that's when we get these stories that are playing. Um, But when we really kind of dial it back and just think like, what's the first step, it helps us to teach our subconscious and our nervous system to calm down. And that this is doable. It's one thing at a time. And it's not that different of a shift. It's not like a whole new change so we can calm down. And it, it becomes easier and easier to do it as we start to layer on in progression. Mm -hmm. I think that's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The energy is of the day. I love when you post these um, because it's just a great reminder for me to pay more attention to them because I definitely am somebody who... I've been um, much better over the last couple of years at being more intentional about how each day I show up and what I do on each day. Um, but yeah, when when you post these, it's always a reminder that like, okay, yeah, no, that's as I some changes might need to happen, or like, okay, yes, no, you did remember, good girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love them back. Um, so this is really coming from uh, the fact that each day is ruled by a planet. You want to talk a little more about that? Yeah, totally. So each day um, is ruled by a planet. And so every day has a different energy. And we're just, we're trained in this modern day world that Monday to Friday, nine to five, right? Mm-hmm. That's just like your work days. If you work on a weekend, it's like, oh shit, you work on a weekend. Oh, it sucks to be you. However, if you have a Tuesday to Saturday schedule, that is working with the planetary days versus a Monday to Friday schedule. Um, if you're going to do a five day work week and every single day. Um, so like Monday is ruled by the moon. Um, so it's really about rest, you know, um, the feminine energy is coming about and, um, Tuesday is ruled by Mars and then mm-hmm. Mercury on Wednesday. Like it just, it goes on. And, I actually had this conversation with one of the girls in Lunar Magic this weekend because she was like the Sunday scaries. She was talking about the Sunday scaries. And I was just like, 
what are you doing on Sundays to make it to Sunday scaries? Cause it just made me laugh <laughs> like the Sunday scaries. And, but I get it. She has a nine, she has a Monday to Friday job. And she's like, I'm doing the laundry and getting ready for the week and all, all the things. And I was just like, well, Sunday is actually, um, all of, it's ruled by Saturn. Uh, no, that's Saturday. Sorry. Um, brain. <laughs> it makes so much sense that like sun. the sun. The oh sun. my God. Sunday is ruled by the sun. <laughs> Jesus, where did my brain fart go all of a sudden? Okay, Sunday is ruled by the sun. So it's all about play. It's about doing things that bring joy. Laughter. Sunday, fun day. Exactly. And Saturday is ruled by Saturn. So that's more about like discipline. Mm -hmm. And so on Saturday, it makes more sense to do your laundry, um, do the house chores, that sort of thing. And then Sunday, you leave that to play day. And so she's going to, she's going to shift her, her days up and she's going to report back on how it feels for her. Um, but it's, it's when you start to at least try to align your day to day with the energetics, it's going to flow a little bit more easy and not feel as heavy for you. Oh, I love that. I, and that makes so much sense. Like I'm somebody who has always found that I love working on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. Always felt like the Monday to Friday thing was ridiculous. Um, and I also like Sunday was always my day where I'm like, okay, I'm going to like get everything prepped. Like when I worked in a typical, like when I was still in my corporate career, um, Sunday was very much my day where I would be like getting everything organized. I would do my grocery shopping, meal prep, all that. And I would find that like, I would have like rippling Sunday scaries in the evening and it would be lightened up if I had a Sunday fun day. Like if I went for a Sunday brunch or like I got out and played and did something like that on those days, it would impact the evening and how I went into Monday. However, I've always loved a Monday. I love a fresh start, a clean slate, mm -hmm. but I'm also like, I, and this is something that like, I encourage everybody who's listening, who has a like regular job working Monday to Friday, nine to five. A lot of times we think that because we work for somebody else and we have a set schedule that we don't have control over how that day flows. But for a lot of us, we do actually have a lot of say in how we show up in our job and the things that we have scheduled in our calendars and what we do and, you know, how we hit what we need to do throughout the week. We have a lot of structure and um, flexibility in that. And I know I used to never really schedule the meeting on a Monday. Mondays were very much for me, you know, taking the time to get integrated into the week hitting like clearing up my inbox, getting myself set up. And then I always felt like Tuesday was the day that I really started. Mm, yeah, that makes That's so interesting. Sense. Yeah. And even with speaking of like people working Monday to Friday, sort of jobs where they, I think air quotes don't have control. As long as you just take a moment mm -hmm. in that day to do something that lines up with the energetics, then you're yeah. still working with the energetics of the day, even though you have a boss that dictates your nine to five. Um, so for Mondays, it's a great day for setting your intentions for the week. So mm -hmm. If you have control, then maybe of like your schedule, then maybe you don't want to work necessarily on Monday and you just want that day to be the day to ease into things. Cool. But if you don't, then why don't you wake up in the morning and set some intentions for the week and then you can go off to your nine to five. So again, we don't have to overcomplicate this whole mm -hmm. concept, make it simple, make it work for you while you're working with what is already happening and life's going to be more smooth.
I love that so much. I'm constantly like wanting to remind people that no matter like what you have in your life, remembering that you do always have the power over how you experience your day to day. Cause we so quickly write off, like, I don't have control over this. I don't have the power of this or, um, like almost being resentful and like, oh, it must be nice to have so much freedom in your schedule. I don't, or, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's all about your mindset and how you show up to it. It's finding it because of like your power and how you want to control it. It's, it's always there. It's just whether you're writing it off because you have this idea that you don't have any or not, but you are an autonomous human being and your mindset is where you have the control and you can shift that at any point in time. It's just going to get into that practice of recognizing that instead of just giving that up to Mm -hmm. the external factors in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Powerful. So powerful. Um, Okay. So how can people get started working with the moon? What's your advice for anyone who's listening? Who's like this, like, this is resonating. I want to start working with that. It'll help me to, you know, take my power back week to week, day to day. Totally. So there's a couple things here. Step one (laughs) is to go download, download my free lunar cycle guide. I send something out every single month to your inbox. So you get, um, information of where the moon is, the times and dates, you get journal prompts for four of the major moon phases. So that's step one. Step two would be to start a moon journal. And a moon journal is the simplest way for you to start understanding how you're feeling. And then you're going to refer to the lunar cycle guide, and you're going to understand what is happening with the moon so that you can connect the two together. So in your moon journal, it can be in your phone, a note, you can have a separate notebook for it, whatever works for you. But all you need to do is just simply write down the date and the moon phase that we're in. And if you feel like you want to go even further, then you can write the zodiac sign that the moon is in. And then just jot down in the morning, like, check in with yourself. How am I feeling today? Did I wake up anxious? Did I wake up excited? Did I wake up full of a creative juices? Like how, like, how are you feeling? And just jot those things down. Sentences, point form, doesn't matter. And then in the evening, before you go to bed, do the same sort of thing. Check in with yourself. How do you feel? How was your day? That sort of thing. And then you're going to do that for two cycles for sure. So that's two months that you'll do it for, because then you're going to start to notice patterns that are happening during each phase, And then from there, you're going to understand patterns that are happening for each Zodiac sign. If you can do it for another cycle, for a third cycle, you're going to see even more information come through for you, but this is such a powerful way for you to just start working with the moon so that you can see how connected you truly are and then know how to work with it. And then from there, if you want to go deeper, then you join Lunar Magic. Yes. (laughs) All right. Okay. So to wrap up with all my guests, I ask three questions. (laughs) The first is, what is something that you, a challenge you've recently faced and how you overcame it? Mm. Okay. The most recent challenge, which has been an ongoing challenge, my whole life, I would say, oh, is my mindset around money. That was Mm -hmm. a huge, huge block for me. And at the beginning of this last launch that I had with Lunar Magic, I, I was like, 
I think two weeks in, I think, or a week, a week, a weekend. Cause I did a two week launch. I was a weekend and I had zero signups. And last round I had three pre, uh, pre signups. So before yeah. I had launched it, I had people signed up already. And this one, I had zero a week and a half into my launch. And Oh girl, I went down that mindset spiral. Like you would not believe mm-hmm. I was ready to throw in the fucking towel. I was just like, what am I doing? I've been doing this for so long as in like, I've had my own business for five years, but if I've changed gears within those five years, so I've been yeah. working with the moon stuff for, this is my, I'm almost done year two right now. And anyway, so I was ready to throw in the towel. I was just like, I'm not doing this right. I'm, I don't know how to do it. Like I went down the mindset spiral like no other. And, um, my friend Courtney, so, you know, Courtney, mm-hmm. um, Courtney Taylor, yeah. um, she, randomly sent me a message and she is a psychic medium and she's amazing. And she sent me a message and she legit asked like, how are you? And you know, when people ask you that question, Uh you can feel like it's a surface level question (laughs) because it's just like what we do. And, but I felt different with her asking me this. And I was just like, I'm going to just unleash because I'm in, the, <laughs> I'm in the thick of it right now. And I unleashed and she, her spirit guide, Darcy, just like flowed on through. And it was like such a powerful conversation that we had strictly in the DMs. And it really allowed me to grab a hold of this mindset spiral I was in by the throat and just like, throw it to the curb and be like, no, like, this is not for me. This is no longer my story. This is the old version of me. This is the ghost Shannon. We called it the ghost Shannon that, yeah, that is like, I love when you, you posted about this on your Instagram. I was like, that is like, I need to adopt that ghost Heather. Like there's so much power in that phrase. Yeah. Like that honestly was like the most powerful phrase that really was just like, right you're right. That is no longer me. Like that is the past. And she is just hanging out with me and she is not welcome anymore. So mm-hmm. you can just like peace out. Cause exercise. Yeah. <laughs> goodbye. And, um, and she actually pulled out, um, she sent a screenshot and she's like, um, Darcy's telling me that you need to go and read this book. Do me a favor and go and read this book. And it was a happy, 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 happy pocket full of money. Yeah. And I have the book. I've read halfway through it previously. And the week before I had this conversation with Courtney, I had this intuitive download to pull out that book and read it again. And I just kind of like, I pulled it out and just didn't really do anything about it. And then she came in and confirmed like, yeah, you got to reread this book again. So I'm reading it again now. I'm almost halfway through it in like a week. And it's just like... Seriously, I just feel so changed about my money story. And it's been a long fucking time that I've been running with this story. And it just feels so good to have refreshed mindset and mm-hmm. refreshed, um, like not having that ghost with, you, with me anymore. And yeah. I went and did a, I think this is during 
this was during the full moon, just before the full moon, actually last, last cycle. And I went to the beach by myself. It was fantastic. And I saged myself and I hadn't fully really saged myself in a really long time. So I did like a full clearing. I did a uh, writing and burned it at, like right at the ocean. Oh, front. I, and I went and like swam in the ocean under the sunset. It was like magical. And I just like, I just felt so renewed after that. And so that was a big, that was a big, huge one for me. And then like with that, I've really incorporated on my, on Fridays, which is Venus day, which is all about love and abundance. And, um, so that is my day that I spend with money. So yes, which is money great. Venus day. also like she is, she's a money girl. Yeah. Venus, Venus is a, plays a big role in our, um, money and our material things. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big thing that I've had to overcome and I did, and it feels fucking good. That's huge money. People don't give uh, fixing money stories or healing their money stories enough credit because it is so, so much deeper. It's incredibly um, big internal dialogues that we have about it that are very much rooted in um, our emotions, our upbringing, inner child healing, uh, generational traumas and stuff that we bring forward to it's they're huge um just celebrating you that. it was really cool too because after I had done like I had that conversation I took action on actually pulling out the book to start reading it doing the whole cleansing and all mm-hmm. the things um I had within a three-day period I had people sign up for my program and I had sold over $2,500. Like it was just like so wild how just like one little but big release that I had to do was Mm -hmm. a a huge turning point. And I feel so rejuvenated and being like, this is the fucking program that everybody needs. Like, yeah, so exciting. So yeah, (laughs) that's like a big, a big thing. Oh, I love it so much. Okay. Second question. What is a win that you recently had uh, that you celebrated? Uh, It was my program, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it just ties back into what I had just talked about. Like that is a huge, huge accomplishment. And also just like we're always going to have, like we're human, we're going to have feelings come up for us. So I'm going to have my ego come in and be like nitpick at me again about based around money. Yeah. But I'm able to recognize it so much faster and not let it latch onto me. I always picture like leeches latching onto me with like like these like things like who wants a fucking leech on them? Like disgusting, right? Like, no. So it's just like, it's just this, just get off of me. Like you do not belong here. This is not your home. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's something that I've celebrated. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Third question. What is a resource or a tool that has really left an impact on you that you want to share? There's so many things. (laughs) So many things. Um, I would say, can I say two things? Absolutely. Give the people what they want. Yeah. Um, okay. So having a spirit team. So I have a, um, a psychic that I see like every quarter. 
mm-hmm. um, working with her has been phenomenal. And then just having like people in my corner that are like-minded like you mm-hmm. and like Courtney and like, I have some others. It's just like, if you're going through the human humanness, then you can go and like be real with somebody and you're not going to be judged and you're not going to feel less than, you know? So that's been like a huge, a huge point of, um, my growth. And then the other thing is, um, money books. I've been like diving into money books like crazy. And so we all know like you're a badass at making money. Um, there's there's another one that I read called creating money, which is like phenomenal. And then this happy pocket full book full of money. Um, those are some, I'd say books. And then my spirit, my spirit team. I I love that you spoke about spirit team. That is something like, I know, especially for me in my transition from, um, like corporate world to entrepreneurship, but specifically entrepreneurship in such a like more spiritual based industry Mm -hmm. has been huge because my network didn't translate. Um, and then I had spent so much time building up a network and my reputation. And then I was like, well, basically just left that behind (laughs) and doing that during the pandemic too, when it wasn't as easy and figuring out a whole new approach, it's building that team has been crucial for me, um, as well. And that's, I don't think that's something that we talk about enough. Mm. I'm super glad that you said that. Yeah, it's true. Like we need, like you know, you always hear the phrase like coaches need coaches. And it's like Mm -hmm. the same sort of thing. Like we need somebody in our corner that's going to get us not only like on the business level, but on like, you know, the spiritual level, we want to, we want to grow. We want to become a better person and it doesn't have to be taboo or whatever. We're communal beings. Like we are not meant, like we're meant to have like a group of people that we can lean on. And so like, we are not meant to be solo or individual, even people who like are very introverted or like their alone time, like you still need human to human connection. Yeah. Big time. I love it. All right, girl. It's time to hype yourself up, pimp yourself out there. Where can people find you? What do you want to tell them? Promote yourself, give them all the goods. (laughs) I love you. <laughs> well, definitely come follow me over at themodernhustle.ca. And in my link, you'll be able to sign up for my weekly energy reports, your monthly lunar guide. All the goods are over there. And uh, if you really want to dive into understanding the moon a lot deeper, understanding how to work with the moon, how to incorporate into your life, then definitely sign up for my next round of lunar magic, which will be in October. Ooh. And yeah. Go listen to her podcast. Yes, I have a podcast. I need to get on that one a little bit better. Um, I have not been consistent, but it is one of my goals. So you know what? It's a progress over perfection. You know, over here at mm-hmm. Retro Shade, we have also not been consistent. And that is something that we're working on too. It's okay. <laughs> we're busy gals and we're doing our best. And that's doing our best. Yes. Um, so I will put all of those details in the show notes so that everybody has easy access to them. Um, Shannon, you are just a gift to this world and I love you so much. I'm so happy that I get to be a part of your spirit community and that you get to be part of mine. Mm-hmm. It's been so, I can't believe that it's been like 
like we first met in 2020 and it feels like we've known each other way longer than that, I but know. also like, can't believe that it's been as long as it has been. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so thank you so much for being part of this podcast day, sharing your wisdom. I love you so much. And, um, guys, we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>